The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 9, Your Light Codes and How to Use Them. If you've been listening to this podcast, you will notice how I mention in every opening and every closing for the grandmother stories that the world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. In this episode, I want to explore with you what I mean when I talk about your light. The thing about light is that it carries so many more things than we can imagine, even though it is so, well, light. Light, the way you see light, is only a fraction of light the way it exists in the universe, in the world, and in you. Visible light is the light you see, the lights in your house or the headlights of a car, sunlight, moonlight, the light from the stars. There is also light you cannot see, a whole range of different kinds of light, like ultraviolet and infrared light, X-rays and gamma rays, and even radio waves are considered to be a type of non-visible light. For a deeper explanation, you can watch a short video about the physics of light or see what NASA has to tell you about the science of visible light in the notes for this episode at thegrandmotherstories.com. Light is a substance that travels. In our universe, we measure the distances between stars and galaxies and planets in light years. Light travels 186 miles in just one second. That is about 300,000 kilometers in one second. That means light can travel from the moon to the earth in just a little over one second because that's about how far away the moon is from earth. Our sun is about eight light minutes away. If we were to keep going, we would find out that in a whole year, light will travel six trillion miles or about nine and a half trillion kilometers. Who knows what adventures you would have if you traveled one light year away and you got that far, but if you kept going... It would take you 100,000 light years to travel the whole expanse of the Milky Way. Of all things that exist in the known universe, 
One constant is light, both visible and non-visible. There is also the type of light that is a close kin to the spiritual fire we spoke of in episode four of the Grandmother Stories podcast, Your Sacred Fire and How to Open Doorways to Other Dimensions. The light I'm talking about when I tell you the world needs your light is spiritual light that is connected to the quantum mechanics of the universe, something that is as much a part of you as your own skin. This is light with a capital L, and it's not just for halos and angels. This is your light, the way you experience it, as the light you see in each other's eyes. The light of your spirit, of the ether of your being, the spark that you exist within. Dear grandchildren, your light is one of the most important things you brought with you into this world. And everything you do, every decision, every action, is held by your light. It's like you are walking around with a powerful computer, a non-mechanical technology that absorbs and records everything about who you are. It's connected to your higher self, which is a part of you that knows everything there is to know about you, the part that has answers to all your questions. Your spiritual light holds your memories over and above the ones stored in your brain, and it remembers everything about you, including why you are here and what you need to do while you are here. Your light can even communicate with the light in other people, the light in other beings, the light in the universe. The ancients knew how to access this knowing. A long, long time ago, when the world was much, much younger, there were schools where the old ones taught the young ones all they needed to know about the language of light, something that they called light codes. Once, a small boy walked with his grandmother through an ancient forest. The boy was seven, and he was happy that this day had finally arrived, because on this day he would begin to learn his grandmother's magic. She was a keeper, a holder of the knowledge of the magic of the land where their family had always lived. He was to become her apprentice, for the land had chosen him to follow her and to become keeper in her place when she went to join the ancestors. Grandmother was old, but she walked fast, and the boy had to work to keep up with her as she strode along the path that led deeper into the great forest. They had a long way to go. They were traveling to the place where grandmother's knowledge began. They would be all day walking, and he had to take two steps for each of hers. So big was each stride. Good thing you are young and you don't mind taking so many steps she said to him when they stopped at the small creek for a rest. "'We aren't into the magic part yet, are we?' he asked. "'We're still in the part everyone comes to. "'We have to get to the place where only you can go, "'and today I get to come with you.' She smiled, her eyes sparkling at his expression. "'Ah, child, magic lives everywhere in this land. "'It is all around you, even now.' "'Yes?' 
I can see you are expecting to find a magic line where you will cross over to a place where you will feel different from the way you feel now. He laughed. Yes, just like you told me, over and over, like a special rock or a tree that only you can see, that I will be able to see now too, he said. Well then, you must pay attention to know what this place you are in now feels like, she said. And then hold your attention to this feeling until you begin to feel something else. I am taking you to the first place of knowing for our people. Come, if we are to get there before nightfall, we must keep going. As they walked, she spoke, telling him again about his people and their connection to this land. Everything our ancestors understood about the land was in their ability to feel it, to read it, to know how it changed. They learned how to feel what the earth knows in any given place. They learned that some places in the earth hold memories of things long past. They called these places gateways, and there is much to be taught about them, but for today, the lesson is simply in the memories they hold. As you walk now, let all your senses feel what is here and tell me when something changes. She fell silent then, and they walked for a long time that way. He felt the cool, westering wind as it blew his hair in his eyes. It brought the scent of rain with it, and he wondered if they would be wet before they reached their destination. He listened to the call of the hawk overhead as it circled looking for prey ahead of the gray wall of clouds that gathered off to the west. The forest opened onto a rough plain, and their trail appeared to lead straight toward a rocky hill. As they drew nearer, the boy could see a cave near the top of the hill. His spine tingled. I feel something, he said. Good, she answered. She stopped. Speak your experience, she said. The air is different, and it's not just because there's rain coming. It feels thinner somehow, like an indrawn breath, like something is drawing me forward, and I feel prickles in my back. Excellent, she said. It might not be a magic line, but you have just described what it feels like to cross the threshold into the place of knowing. This is the boundary that contains it up there on the hill. If we hurry, we can get there before the rain catches us. A short time later, they were sitting around a small fire in the cave, sheltered and warm, as a cold rain fell outside. The old woman was disappointed they would not be able to see the sunset, but she believed the storm would pass in time for a clear morning. We are in a gateway, she said, a place of the ancestors, so it will be a strange night. There's nothing to fear, though, because... They are all our own ancestors, and they have left many messages for us, if we are willing to hear them. She taught him a song she had learned from her grandmother, 
a song to call the ancestors' wisdom. Their knowledge has been left for us here as stories and as songs, and we can hear them sometimes when we sing to them, she told her grandson. Perhaps you will hear from them as you sleep. The boy dreamed that night of a woman in a small boat paddling on a clear lake. She wore a straw hat, and her hair was in a long braid down her back. She was paddling toward him as he sat outside the cave. The land around him looked different. The forest was gone, and in its place the lake surrounded the hill, making it a small island. Many people were all around him, all of them looking toward the woman in the boat. He could see that, while she was unable to see them, she seemed to be aware they were there. He watched her as she paddled closer, staring straight at him, without seeing him. Then his ancestors began to sing. We have left you songs in the rocks, they sang, and in the trees. Echoes of our voices and our hearts, and the resonance of our souls are here. We honor the unborn generations, and we send our songs to our children's children's children. These are the crossings in the weaving of the patterns. This is where we wait to meet you. This is the place we are holding for you. The boy watched as the woman floated, mesmerized. The ancestors sighed, seeming satisfied in knowing that something had found its way through, into her heart. Then they disappeared. The woman paddled away. The boy woke when his grandmother gently shook him awake. It was still dark. The storm has passed, she said. There will be a beautiful sunrise. Come. Outside the cave, the forest was in its place, and the hill was just a hill again, high enough to give them a view of the landscape. The mountains in the distant early light glowed a deep emerald, and the sky was amethyst, and it was as if the recent rain had infused everything with deeper hues and sweeter air until the boy was sure he would take a deep breath and feel his belly full with its beauty. She asked him if he had dreamed, and when he told her about the woman paddling on a lake around the hill, his grandmother was pleased. "'You have connected with a far distant descendant of ours,' and passed along a very important light code to her, she said. You are following me so closely already, it takes my breath away. Well done. His grandmother's lined face was alight. He had never seen her smile quite like this. He would remember this moment for the rest of his life.
it didn't keep her from completing his lesson. Our ancestors knew that by singing songs of instruction and of warning and of joy into powerful places like this, they could reach out to us, said his grandmother. Songs sung in these places are still ringing in the rocks and the trees and the waters, sending patterns of vibration singing through the blood of those of us who come after. And then she taught him a song of joy, a song of sunrise, a song of green mountains and deep purple skies, a song that added his voice to the resonating symphony of ancestral knowing in the first place of knowing for his people. Dear grandchildren, your light is always with you, even when you make mistakes, even when you feel like you messed up so much you feel like giving up. Your light is always untarnished, always undimmed, and it waits for you, even if you turn your back on it. It waits. You can spend your whole life turning your back on your light if you want to. It will still be there, waiting for you to come back to it. That's because your light is the one thing you brought with you into this world. You carry deep knowing and love and many layers of soul learning within you. These are your light coats, and they are attuned to all the memories and stories and experiences that you carry from the very beginning of your existence. An existence that began long before you opened your eyes into this world. Using your light, you can communicate with the light in other people, the light in other beings, and the light that travels across the universe. Thank you for listening to Episode 9 of The Grandmother Stories. I'm Catherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. <laughs>